Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Freedom by Design. I'm Chris and thank you so much for joining me today and sharing a little bit of your day with me. So first things first, I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Chris Picard Kirscher and I run a design studio. So it's a brand and web studio uh, where we do custom designs for women all around the world. It's called Femme Collective Studio and I have been dreaming of starting a podcast for probably two years now. And I'll be real with you right off the bat here. I have pushed this off for all two of those years, and honestly, it's taken everything in me to do this right now. So what I want to do with these pods is really just invite you behind the scenes of my design business, what it's like to be a business owner, have a team starting as a solopreneur, being a wife, and um, just managing everything, including struggling with mental health and keeping that all in check as well. So I just want to be that safe space for you where we can talk about the hard stuff. I'm I'm honestly so sick of this kind of culture of I don't know what to call it. I've heard it called toxic positivity, but you're only seeing the top 2% of someone's day. You know what I mean? We only see the things that are most curated and nobody is talking about the struggles, the ups and downs, the things that are happening day to day that, you know, we, we all struggle with. So what I plan on doing for all of these pods is doing it all in one shot. So absolutely nothing will be edited if I say um or like or uh or there's any weird awkward pauses or I'm stumbling over my words. I just want to kind of show you that that's okay, that you can still show up and be a real human being and make mistakes and have crippling anxiety like I do and it's okay. So if you hear any of those, I just want to set the ground um, and, and let you know that we're, we're real up in here. All right. So I wanted to kind of start with how I got started on my journey, why I started the podcast and kind of show you that life is not linear. And I've, I've had comments about, oh, I wish that I could get my business up to where your business is at. Oh, I wish I had the courage to do this, that, or the other thing. Oh, I wish I could be in your shoes for this. And so I just really feel like it's my job to show up in an authentic, honest way and, and show you a little bit about my journey and, and how unlinear and crazy it has been. <laughs> so, all right, let's get started here. Um, I'll basically start out with why I wanted to start this podcast. And I touched on this a little bit already, but it's really just that need to create a safe space, a community for those who either struggle with mental illness, they're struggling with depression or anxiety, they've they've suffered through trauma, um, any of that sort of thing. And they're also trying to run a business and manage their life and maybe their relationships around them and just keep everything on a normal level, right? We don't see any of that. And I'm just constantly scrolling through social media, probably like many of you for years now. And it's just, I so often leave feeling down, feeling like shit, honestly. Why, 
why can this person do this? And why does this person always seem to be coming out with all these new things? And, oh, that was my idea. I really wish that I had executed it, but I was too scared to do so. And now somebody else is doing it and making a lot of money off of that course. Do you know what I mean? Um, So I just, I have struggled with that on a daily basis. I talk about this all the time on my Instagram account, um, but I know that I'm not alone. And I... I want to just create that safe space where we can talk about the stuff that nobody talks about. We can talk about managing a business with crippling anxiety. We can talk about going through severe trauma and still managing to have an incredibly fulfilling, happy life and surviving that and moving forward and I just, I'm here for it. I want to hear all of your comments. Please, please feel free to leave a rating and comment any topics that you'd like us to touch on. I'll absolutely have guests on here, but I wanted to start this first one off all by myself. So that is why I started this podcast. And let's talk a little bit about how I became an entrepreneur. So it very much was always always in me from a really young age. I've, I've talked about wanting to start a business of some kind. I was the kid that was selling friendship bracelets or those little, who remembers those little bracelets that were made out of, um, the starburst wrappers. Does anyone remember those? You like folded them up and they looked like a zigzag. That was me. 25 cents. (laughs) Uh, back in the day, back in school. Um, and then after, Going through high school, I, I went through a lot of trauma um, in my earlier years there, and so that was something that I was really struggling with. And so honestly, on a day-to-day basis, figuring out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life was the very last thing that I was concerned with. I was like, let's get through the day. Let's make the best out of the day that we possibly can. Um, but I was not one of those people that thought, I'm going to be this, and I knew that I was going to be this since day one. Um, I took, who remembers those quizzes that they have you take in high school? I don't know if this was just our school or not, but they would have us take these quizzes, and they would tell us what we were going to be, or they were supposed to get remotely close to in the the realm of where we would we would succeed, right? I was the person that got farmer. I got astronaut. I got doctor on one of them and then just general entrepreneur. Okay. So farmer, (laughs) I'm going to, to farm corn in space while painting pictures of it. I was like, what the hell is this? I had no idea and, and no one could give me a real direction. And my senior year, I really really had a deep panic, right? I was, I was freaking out. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no, it wasn't that I didn't have the motivation to do something or go on to something big, but I just, it was the last thing that I had thought about for the last several years. You know what I mean? I was thinking about how are we getting from day to day? How am I coping? How am I healing from trauma? How am I dealing with my anxiety and depression and all of that stuff? So I, I sat down with a counselor and, you know, she tried her very best. We did a bunch more quizzes. I even paid to take some, some, um, courses that would help me find a direction and nothing just seemed clear to me. 
And I was so lost. Everybody else around me knew what they wanted to do, or they were really clearly good at one. They, they were excelling at one thing, one aspect. And so they knew that that was the direction that life was going to take them. And I just wasn't that person. I had no idea. So I ended up kind of biding my time. So I went to community college for almost two years and everyone has a completely different reason why they end up at whatever schooling they end up at. Um, I certainly never looked down at community college or anything like that. Um, but I, I ended up at a community college specifically for me because I, I knew that the first kind of two years of the college experience, I knew that I was not ready to make a decision. It's so young to make a decision and I had enough to deal with. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I decided, okay, well, two years should be enough time to figure everything out um, and try to find what direction I want to head in. So I went down the route I'm sure I'm not alone in this, where, oh, maybe I'll be a doctor. I love helping people. I love taking care of people. I'm a very motherly, nurturing person. I always want to create a safe environment. Maybe I'll go the doctor path. And I very quickly was like, okay, I've been through trauma. I find a lot of this kind of stuff triggering. I just don't think that that would be a healthy path for me to go down. So that's a no. Okay, what next? And then it was, um, what was the next one? I can't even remember what the next one was, but there was just several completely random career paths that I thought about. And I never once put everything together. And I just want to be honest with everyone here. I don't want it to come across like I knew what I was doing because I had no idea what I wanted. Um, and then I was starting to, to wrap up on the two years that I was in community college and I had this amazing music teacher and she really had a gigantic impact on my life for multiple reasons. One, we shared similar traumas. And so, um, I was there for her when she was leaning on me and she did the same for me, but also she really showed me that having a creative outlet is what I was missing and what I had always been pushing off. So I was the kid that would, my poor parents, I love them so much. I was the kid that would paint on all of the walls. I drew on my walls. I, <laughs> uh, in my closet, I drew on my walls in Sharpie, which my dad can tell you took a ridiculous amount of thick paint to cover and it still bled through. Um, so I was always that person. I was always drawing. I was always painting. I was always into the latest and greatest art thing, but never once did I consider that as a career path because starving artists, right? So I grew up knowing what financial hardship felt like. I saw um, the impact that it had emotionally, physically, mentally, everything. I, I knew what that was like, and I was afraid of of ending up in a place where I couldn't provide for myself or for my family in the future, right? So everybody in my life, and this may be different for you, but everybody in my life, it wasn't that they were ever unsupportive. They never said, no, don't follow your dreams. They never said, don't take a risk. They always encouraged me to go down the path that made me happiest. And I'm so grateful for that. But for me, it just never was even a thought. 
I knew someday I wanted to start a business of some kind and be my own boss in some way, but I never gave it a second thought um, of, okay, well, maybe I should become an artist or maybe I should do something in the creative field because the way that I was brought up and everything around me said, that doesn't make money. So I thought, okay, by the end of the two years in college, by talking to this, um, this music theory teacher, she's incredible. I still keep in touch with her. Um, but by the end of that two years, I thought, okay, well, I know that I want to do business, but I had no idea what business I wanted to start. Um, and I just felt so overwhelmed and call it what you want, but something amazing happened. And at the time it felt awful, but basically what happened was one piece of paper. My dad was there for this one piece of paper didn't get handed in from one person that was behind the desk at this community college. They didn't take that piece of paper for, to re-register for the next semester and hand it to the person next to them. That's what we ended up figuring out happened. It was just a lack of communication. So I was actually told that I needed to take a semester off because my paperwork didn't go through and I didn't like qualify or whatever you want to call it to start the next semester. So it was like a forced vacation. And I didn't know it at the time, but that was the biggest gift because I ended up working... I ended up working at Forever 21 in the meantime for income and trying to figure things out. I ended up, the timeline's a little bit fuzzy to me. Um, I I should have looked back before this and, and thought it through, but around that same time, I had applied to go to a college close to my home because I was helping care for a family member and I honestly just... I don't think I was emotionally ready to leave home. I don't want to use caring for a family member as an excuse because it certainly wasn't. Um, but that was, that was definitely part of it. But the other part was just not being emotionally ready to leave the house, to deal with everything that everyone around me seemed ready to do. But I, again, spent most of, most of school, um, dealing with trauma and I had not gone through therapy yet. I had not learned how to cope, healthy coping mechanisms, all of that stuff. So I just wasn't ready. Um, so I applied to this school. I had a 4.0 average. I volunteered. I did all the right things you would think to get into this school. It's not a very hard school to get into. Um, and I was rejected and I couldn't believe it. I had no other plan, right? It was just, in my mind, a guarantee. And that's the most privileged thing to say, and I understand that, but that's where I was at at that time. I just couldn't understand why I didn't get in. I had worked my butt off for those grades. I had taken advanced courses. I was volunteering. I was in clubs. I was doing all the things I thought I needed to do. And honestly, I can't even tell you why I didn't get in. It's just that sometimes that's the luck of the draw. Someone else clearly earned that they could have either had higher grades than me, they could have volunteered differently, someone decided to, you know, not look at my application that day. There's a million things that could have happened, but I was so 
so upset and so lost. And I just felt like I didn't have this sense of community. And I guess I didn't say this, but the big reason why I was so excited to go to that school was because it was an art focused school. So I was starting to lean into that direction in my life. And that just looked like, okay, this is the universe saying that's a hard pass. Don't go down that route. Um, let's try something else. So in that same time, I started working at forever 21 met some amazing, amazing women there. Um, and that was not always easy, but I ended up working my way up to assistant manager and up through management. And, um, and it really taught me a little bit of the basics of being independent and running a business and a lot of what not to do and some of what to do and just having that opportunity to grow with these women and learn how to manage and run a team and that sort of thing. So that was a big turning point. And I realized I'm making my own money. Is it necessary to go to college? Now hear me out before jumping down my throat about that. Um, I just... It was finally for the first time feeling that independence that I'd always feared um, due to my anxiety and due to my my past, right? So I ended up spending more than a semester there. I spent a couple years just working there. And then it came time where I said, you know what? I want to finish school and I want to go for business. Still had no idea what I wanted to do. Still had no direction for... um, for the specifics of what I wanted that business to be. But the way that I figured was it was the safe spot, right? If I went for business, I could eventually have the knowledge to start my own business someday. But at the same time, I could get into working somewhere um, with a business degree, right? Because it's so universal. That was my thinking anyway. Um, No telling if that's true or not, but that's just where I was at in my mind. So lo and behold, I ended up needing an internship last second. So I went to business school online while I was working and then ended up, it just was so much. If any of you that have gone to school online and maybe with COVID, a lot more people are understanding that, but I got so much, so much shit for going to school online. I was called a hermit, even by family members who mean well, but it was just, well, now she's just in her room all day trying, like getting almost a fake degree online. Does that make sense? So now it's a lot more mainstream, but back then I was the first one in my big extended family to go to school online. Um, and I just got, I got a lot of flack for it. And a lot of things were said that weren't said to me directly, but got through the grapevine, which is never fun. Um, so I just did not feel supported in that decision at all. And my poor parents, you know, spent a lot of time defending me in that. And, um, I ended up working my way through, got really good grades and it is so much work, uh, going to school online because, you don't just get participation by showing up physically during the day. You have to put in a lot of work and it's a lot of essays and all of that. I'm getting off topic here, but it was a lot of work. So I ended up putting in my time at Forever 21. Said, okay, can't do the retail gig anymore because I was working crazy hours. I was taking on as much, um, as many hours as I possibly could. So 
I left that job and I was working on finishing my schooling full time. Come, <laughs> came to the realization really quickly out of the blue that I needed an internship to graduate. I had no idea. No one told me this. Um, it was in some paperwork that I had gone through, but it was just, it was something that was missed, right? So I'm panicking looking for an internship. And it turns out that the company that my dad worked for, same company that my grandfather worked for, for his whole career, um, was looking for an intern. So I ended up as an intern in HR and regulatory affairs of all things. I had no idea again what I wanted to do. So this seemed like, okay, well, this is something stable. I need it to graduate. Let me just feel it out. And I ended up making really good friends at that internship and it ended up leading to a full-time position in regulatory affairs. So I was working in regulatory affairs. Now keep in mind everything that we just went through, right? It's clearly not linear. I had no direction. Um, unlike many people that we see, right? Everyone is coming across like they always knew what they wanted to do. And I was the black sheep of the family. I had no idea, right? So I'm thinking, okay, I've got a stable career now. I'm making good money. I have a stable job with a business that's been around for over a hundred years. It's where my dad's worked for his whole career. It's where my grandfather worked for his whole career. People know me and they know my family. Um, it was just, it was very comfortable and I got settled in there until I wasn't. And I just, I couldn't put a finger on the feeling, but it was just this sense of, now this is going to sound maybe dramatic, but it really was this sense of just feeling lost, feeling hopeless. Just, I've tried everything. I, I've done what people told me to do. I did the research. I took all the tests. I trying to find a direction. I know I want to be a business owner, but being an artist is gonna, you know, that's not a viable option because I need money. Artists don't make money, right? So there I was totally miserable and I loved so many of the people that worked there. Don't get me wrong. I had really good relationships with people there. And there were so many there that actually had worked with my dad and with my grandfather. So I had a lot of amazing figures kind of helping me through the process, getting me used to working there and used, used to a corporate job. Um, but just deep in my bones, I kept thinking over and over and over again, I am limited by them. I'm told you get this much money a year, period. If I have to come in and work on weekends, I don't get any more money. I'm salary. If I have to work late at night or early in the morning, I don't get any more money. I'm salary. I'm capped. And it's their perceived value of the job and also of me that is going to determine my income for the rest of my life. And something about that just didn't sit well with me. Why? Why is it up to them? Why can't I control how much money I'm making? Why can't I control how many days I get off? You know, I'm struggling with severe anxiety. Um, and then a lot of things going on on the home front that were very traumatic to deal with and very hard to cope with. And um, I had to be, I had to be there. And I just, 
you know, I was limited to, to someone else's vision. I, I felt like I was building and working my butt off and working anywhere between 40 and 80 hours a week to build someone else's dream and not my own. And once that hit, it just felt like this tidal wave of overwhelm. And I spent many nights crying, just trying to figure out where am I going to go from here? I don't have a direction. So I'll get maybe into this on a later pod, but I'll, I'll glance over it right now. Throughout this whole time period, I was in a very unstable, emotionally abusive relationship. Um, many, many years in this relationship. It did not start out bad, um, but it certainly ended up that way. And in this time, we ended up separating. So here I am at this job unhappy. Here I am single for the first time honestly ever, because I did definitely date from person to person to person. And we can get into that in another pod too, but I definitely had a problem being alone. Um, and so here I was alone, right? I'm not, I haven't done anything for myself. I've just been thinking about, okay, how am I going to cope? I, I've started into therapy and coping with trauma, but I'm in this job. I don't like I'm finally out of this toxic relationship. What now? So I just, I took a day off to myself and I just said, I'm going to sit with this and I'm going to sit with the demons and I'm going to sit with how I'm feeling and we'll go from there because I've, I, I never allowed myself to just sit with it long enough to hear the voice inside me saying, get the hell out. So at the end of that day, I had talked to a friend, Colette. I love you, girl. (laughs) I can credit Colette with so much. She doesn't even know. Um, But she ended up talking to me about this, uh, this tourism group where you can basically book a trip. They have trips all around the world. They're for college age. I think it's up to 28 years old at the time, at least. They may have changed it since. And you can book a trip. It's very much... You're, you're safe the whole time. They hold your hand. I had never been out of the country. I, I think I went to, we went to Canada. We went to Montreal in fourth or fifth grade, something like that. We went for a science trip. Now I grew up in upstate New York, so that's not a far trip. It was a few hours North, but that was the extent of my travel outside of the United States. Right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a trip somewhere. I'm going to finally do something for myself. Finally, finally. So as scared as I was, I knew if I put it off any longer, I wasn't going to do it. I did not have the proper funds at the time. I totally irresponsibly did this. um, And I ended up booking a trip to Belize for no other reason other than that was the first trip that popped up when I looked up this company. I looked at when my vacation time would be. And I looked up that company. It was the first one that appeared on their website because they were running a promotion. It was the first time that they had sent people to Belize. 
Um, and so they give you a discount because obviously there's going to be some hiccup somewhere down the road, right? So yeah, I booked that trip to Belize. I was terrified. I didn't even, but honestly, when I was doing it, I didn't even have any emotion. I wasn't excited. I wasn't scared. I was just so stuck in this blah feeling. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. So I booked it and they had payment plans, which thank God, because otherwise I don't know how I would have done it. And I went home and I told my parents, I booked a trip to Belize. Hope that's cool. Now, obviously I was over 18 at this point. Um, and I was over 21 at this point. So it, it wasn't the end of the world, but of course my parents are thinking, oh my gosh, she's going to another country. She's alone. She's a woman. Is she going to be safe? All of that completely understandable thoughts that parents or any loved one would have. Um, but I just kind of explained that I would be flying out alone. Yes, but I'd be meeting this group of people at the Atlanta airport. And then we all travel to Belize together and it's kind of a community situation. So remember that I didn't go to college at a physical place. So I didn't get to have the parties, and the camaraderie, and the friendships that you get from going to a physical school. So this, to me, was like 11 days of the first time I've left the country, the first time I traveled by myself, the first time that I had met complete strangers, the first time that I had known known no one on the trip. Um, And then it was also the first time that I had like just been around people in a type of environment that allowed me to be truly authentically 100% myself. And for the first time in my life, I just felt like me. And mind you, I was incredibly self-conscious. I've always had body image issues. We're in Belize. Everyone's in bathing suits. These girls weigh half of what I weigh. And I, this is the mindset that I was in as I'm just walking you through this. Um, but part of me was like, you know what? I've lost a lot of weight. I've been working on myself. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about myself. Um, just overall my, my mental health, I'm in therapy, coping with all of the trauma I've been through. I'm, I'm really getting somewhere. And so it was just the first, that 11 days completely changed my life. It wasn't an easy 11 days for me, um, because there was so much tied to it. Whereas I think a lot of the other people, some of those, those people on the trip have been to many different countries and it's incredibly normal for them. But for me, this was, I had scraped together pennies. There were days where I only ate a salad (laughs) because I was saving up so hard to go on this trip. Um, And I had barely any money to spend, but I was there and I was so happy. And you guys, let me just tell you, it was the first time that I had truly done something for myself without thinking about what others were thinking of me and what others were judging me for or about. And I just can't even explain what that trip meant to me. So here's the fun part. (laughs) I walked away from that trip with the man that I ended up marrying. 
So that tells you right there, it was the first time that I had done something for myself. I wasn't thinking about a guy. I wasn't thinking about my anxiety. I wasn't thinking about anything that I've been through or what others were thinking of me. I was just thinking about caring for myself. And I ended up meeting the man that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. So that's just crazy. Now I'll go into this deeper another time. I don't want to take up all of your day going through every detail of my life, (laughs) but I just wanted to, to get you up to that point. Right? So I had met Ben on that trip. We were not dating on that trip. We were not dating right after that trip. Um, but I had, I ended up flying out once a month from upstate New York to Cincinnati, Ohio once a month, which let me tell you folks is not cheap. Um, lots of money spent on that until we ended up splitting the fare each time. But we just had this very, very deep connection right off the bat. And we wanted to see where it would take us. And honestly, it was never long distance was just never a struggle for us. It was always, this is what it is. And when you find your person and you know, deep down that it's your person, it's just not It's more of like, okay, this is what we're going through together. It wasn't, how are we going to make this work? Is he doing this? Is she doing this? And it was another time. It was the first time that I had had full trust in a relationship and he has never done. And I really feel will never do anything that is going to even remotely get me close to thinking, oh my gosh, what is he doing? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do this? And I know that you know that anxiety with your partner, whether it be man or woman, um, of of just either not having that trust or having that trust broken, which I had had in every relationship prior, um, and everything just fell together. It wasn't easy. It sucks (laughs) to be long distance and only see someone once a month or once every other month. Um, but we made it work and thankfully we have things like FaceTime and Skype and now zoom and we just made it work. So it ended up being long story short here. I flew out and we had a really long talk of it's time to move. We were actually, we took a trip to Greece with the same core group that we went to Belize with. And that we made such close friends with in Belize, we ended up going to Greece the very next year. And that was when we had the conversation of, okay, I, I'm ready to move out. Um, and he's ready for, for me to move out and let's talk about getting a place together. So we ended up moving into our first apartment, which it, it was the best apartment anyone could dream of. We, we are so lucky. We got the best view of the city. It was just incredible. Um, and I ended up interviewing. So when we were planning on me moving out, I interviewed, I have a chart of it somewhere. I'll have to pull it up and read it to you on another pod, but I ended up interviewing flat out with over 30 places, but I applied to way more than that. But here's this girl with a couple years experience in regulatory affairs for a chemical company of all things. 
nothing I wanted to be doing. I had a couple years experience in HR and I had a couple years experience helping manage a Forever 21, a retail place. What does that look like? My, I have dual degrees. One is in business management and entrepreneurship, and the other one is in small business. Um, and so what, what was I going to do with that? I get, I get why people didn't want to hire me. I also didn't live in Cincinnati at the point at, at that time. And I, I know now that you can kind of fib on your applications and say, Hey, we live at this location. But at the time I didn't know that I, I was putting my New York address. So I ended up moving to Cincinnati without a job. And there were many people that had many feelings about that. Um, but the one thing I can say is my family never faltered. And I, I get emotional while talking about this, but I just, they never once hesitated. And I knew I could see it in their eyes that I was breaking their heart by moving away. And they never once said anything negative about it. It was always, you will have a home to come back to. You will have a place to stay, but go chase your dreams. And so I ended up having a heart to heart with Ben and he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, I got you. We're good. What do you want to do? And that was the biggest gift that anybody has ever given me. And I'm just going to cry the whole rest of the podcast, people. (laughs) Um, But I, no one had ever, I just, I had never had that opportunity to be able to think, what do I want to do? It was always, how am I going to make money? Because my, I was so money focused so that I would never have to feel that uncertainty so that I could feel that security. I needed that blanket that I never thought about. What can I do? That's actually going to be something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And so Ben challenged me and he gave that to me and it was my job to take it and run with it. And don't get me wrong. I built this business from the ground up 100%. I never took a dime from anybody. I did not take any, any loans out. Um, but I have to credit him for, he was the one that paused me and shook me enough to say, what do you want to do? Life is so freaking short, you need to be doing something that you're passionate about. You've been through so much. You've done so much. What do you want to do? So I said, I want to help women feel the way that I feel right now. And my business was born. I took courses on, um, building businesses. I obviously had a background in managing a team and working with women and empowering women and, creativity. And I had worked on, um, throughout the course of my internship design projects, and I had worked on them for friends and family. My mom used to work in web design as well. So I had had all that background and all of a sudden just this crystal clear final piece of the puzzle fit in. And my vision was, I am going to empower women around the world to build the businesses of their dreams. And I can do that through mentoring them. I can do that through 
building their brands and their websites so that they can finally have a business that speaks to their clients, that actually feels like them, their authentic selves, right? Because again, it goes back to, we're always seeing the top 2% of someone's life on Instagram or wherever else. And so much of that is trying to look your best at all time. And I just wanted the women around me to feel empowered to be authentic and show up as themselves, regardless of what people say about them, regardless of what's thought about them, regardless of any negativity that they hear behind the scenes. And there will do a whole pod on that. I have had a lot of things said about having a business and, oh, that's a cute outlet or, oh, that's a cute hobby. Or, um, Ben has been introduced as the engineer and I'm, I've been introduced as the artist And it's not always meant to be a demeaning thing, but it is because I have my own business and it's a successful business and we're impacting women around the world. So I'm a business owner. You can call me a business owner. You can call me a CEO, call me whatever, but it just goes back to there, there are those negative opinions and that negative energy surrounding you. And even some of that, that you bring to the table yourself, that overwhelm, that anxiety, that self-doubt comparison to other people. That's a big one. Um, and I'm going on a tangent here, but I just wanted to say like, we got there, (laughs) we're doing the damn thing. We are now a global company. So I have a global team, which I never thought that I would have in a million years. That was not the intention. Um, and we get to serve women around the world. So it just goes to show, and I really wanted to demonstrate life is not linear and it looks so good from the outside. And it looks like wow, you went to Belize and you met your dream man and then you created your dream job and everything is perfect. And, and that's not reality either, right? That's not reality either. I was the most depressed that I had ever been the first year moving out to Cincinnati because I moved away from everything, everything, all my friends, I, I left a very well-paying job. Um, I had had offers from multiple other jobs for almost double what I was making at that current job. So I, but I ended up moving anyway and I moved without a job. So all of a sudden I was used to paying for my own things and doing my own thing and being this independent person now. And now all of a sudden it was that pressure of, okay, he's, he's got me for a couple months, but I am certainly not here to take a free ride. He understood the sacrifice that I made to be with him because nothing in his life changed, right? He still had his same secure job. He still had his same secure place. He, we were still living in the same apartment building, even though we upgraded to a two bedroom from his studio. Um, nothing about his life changed drastically enough So he was super secure. And so all of a sudden that, that was so much pressure on me and I had no idea what to do. And you have to keep in mind too, just because someone has anxiety like I do does not mean that we don't want to be around people. 
So I am a very social person. I love my friends. I love being around people. I really pick up other people's energy. So I do have to be careful who I'm around. Um, but it was just all of a sudden I went from a very social job to working on my laptop on the couch day in and day out, grinding and grinding and grinding to start this business. Um, And that's another topic I can address at a later time. I feel like I'm just creating my own little checklist here, but there's, there, there's many people that will comment, um, you know, it's unhealthy to grind and there's this negative talk around hustle and all and how hustling is a bad word and all of that. But I'm just of the mindset of, I was building my dream and I worked my ass off to get there and starting a business takes so much work. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. (laughs) So it's not an easy thing. You absolutely have to hustle and grind to get to where you want to be 100%. Now there are boundaries that we need to set in place. But when I first started out, I didn't have those boundaries. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know working 80 hours a week, which I was time and time again doing was too much. Um, I just knew that I had a dream. I finally had a direction. I finally had a passion. This was all of the pieces of the puzzle coming together to something that was so groundbreaking to me. And I just, I, I knew I wanted to put the time in. So that's exactly what I did, but it was rough guys. Those first few years were so hard because I was still coping with, I didn't want to be in Ohio. It was never my dream to be in Ohio, but I moved here to be with Ben. I moved here to be with the man that I loved and that I knew I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Um, so there was all of that different, different coping mechanisms and, and just trying to focus on work and all of that. I gained probably, probably 60 pounds um, that I had, I had already lost. So I worked so hard to lose that. But then after moving and starting the business and just day in and day out, being on the couch, working, 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 and being sad that I had left my family and my friends and all of that, I probably put on 60 pounds and I'm still fighting to, to work that off now. But I just want to give you guys the real legit picture of, of what it was like to get from where I was to where I am now. And Now I couldn't be happier, but it took so much hard work to get here. And I just, I didn't want to talk about my journey and talk about the highs of, of, and the highlights of how I got here without also touching on the lows, without also being really real with you about what it looked like behind the scenes, because sometimes things that look amazing. And they, while they are amazing, they also have the, those, those low points, right? So that is my journey so far. Um, and I just wanted to kind of give you a snippet of, of how I got to where I am now in a real and honest way. So to sum everything up here, I don't know how long I've actually been talking for. I'm not going to force it. I want to make sure because I'm doing this all in one fell swoop. Um, I'll be aiming for in the future about an hour, but if this ends up being 30 minutes, that's totally fine too. But to sum everything up, I really just want you to know that you are 100% enough right as you are, just as you are. 
I, it's actually my, (laughs) it's my 29th birthday today and I am sitting here. My hair is a mess. I've got a messy top knot on. I have been putting off this podcast for two years because I've been anxious and worried about what other people are going to think because I know that I'm going to be talking about things that are really real. And some people just don't want to hear about that kind of thing. They only want to see the highlights. Um, and so I just want you to know that you can do it. I am here. I have not showered yet today. I am going to do that right after I hop off the pod, but I'm here. I, I showed up. I did it. We, we did this all in one take. There's no editing involved. I might change um, the clarity of my voice or something like that. But other than that, I don't plan on ever making edits to this podcast because I just want to be real with you. So you are enough just as you are. You have depression or anxiety. Great. You can still run a six-figure successful business. You have depression or anxiety or trauma. Great. You can still show up and create the life that you've always dreamed of. I just want to be this person and this champion for you, letting you know I've been there. I understand it. And you can absolutely do whatever you put your mind to. The other thing that I want to mention and just go over one more time is chasing your dreams and getting to a place where you really feel like you're living your best life is not linear. I'm sure you felt other people got to where they were so easily. They had this path for them. Maybe they were following the path their parents took. Maybe they just always knew what they wanted to be. And that's great that there's no looking down on that. It's just, you don't have to be that person. I certainly was not that person. I'm still figuring out on a day-to-day basis what I want to do what I want to do with the business, how I want to mold myself as a person. It's never too late. So it's, I'm turning 29 today. It's never too late to pivot your life and focus on your dreams and focus on yourself. Okay. So that's, that's my big takeaway here. I love you all more than you could possibly know. Um, the best thing that you could do is let me know in the comments how you liked it, if you'd prefer that I edit it and keep it less long-winded, if you'd prefer I make show notes, that's totally cool, so I can keep on track better. Um, And then if you have any ideas or topics that you want to talk about, I can absolutely do that as well. So let me know what you thought. Please, please, please leave a comment, um, leave a rating. I would love your honest opinion. And thank you guys so much. 